1: Inside Sources. Next is now. It is time to look at what's coming up next. And really interesting, a report came out uh, entitled How to Reform Occupational Licensing in Utah. And That may sound like something that doesn't impact you in your world. I'm telling you, it does. Uh, Our friends up at Utah State University's uh, Center for Growth and Opportunity Uh, put this paper together. The author of the paper joins us now, Dr. Edward Timmons, uh, who's a professor of economics uh, at the director of the Knee Center for the Study of Occupational Regulation at St. Francis University. Uh, First, thanks for joining us today. And uh, I love your approach to this paper. There are so many white papers and so many things on occupational licensing and so on. I love the fact that you started from the position of how does this impact the consumer first? Usually with regulation, we start with how does it impact the government? (laughs) And then if we get around to it, the workers, but we rarely get to the consumers first. But, the Doctor, thanks for joining us today.
2: Well, thank you, Boyd. It's great to be joining you today.
1: So so give us just a little bit of the uh, essence. What's kind of the top-line takeaways uh, from your paper, your report, with Center for Growth and Opportunity up there at Utah State?
2: Well the the first thing that we wanted to do is just point out as you mentioned that occupational licensing is really important in the state about 16% of workers in Utah are licensed. And when we found out that Governor Cox was interested in performing a review of licensing, we felt that we could help provide some guidance on that and give the state some pointers and that's exactly what we try to
1: do with this new piece. Uh, I think that's so important. Some of us have heard uh, some of the the stories over the years of you know spending more time to get, you know to get your cosmetology license and to become an airplane pilot or a heart surgeon. And we've heard different things that have kind of come over time or that have been built up you know through different regulatory regimes over the the decades. Uh, part of what you've come to and part of uh, your report uh, says we we really do need to do a regular audit or sunsetting uh, provision of some sort when it comes to a lot of these licensing rules and regulations.
2: That's right. Um, and we, we identify a couple of cases where Utah's licensing seems to be more stringent than surrounding states. And, you know, the, the market's changed. The, the market has evolved I think it's really important to regularly take a look and and make sure that the regulations are, in fact, meeting the consumer's best interest. Mm.
1: And and what do you find in that? uh, Again, I think so much of this kind of builds up. You have different people who, you know, with good intention, I think in most cases, uh, just keep adding and adding and adding until suddenly we've got this big burden. Uh, How does that ultimately impact the consumer, the worker, uh, and, you know, those who are supposed to have some oversight?
2: Yeah, so occupational licensing, it gets passed with the intention of protecting consumers. But the research that we've examined finds very little evidence that it accomplishes that goal. And we know that it has significant costs for consumers. It raises prices by anywhere between 3 and 16%. It reduces employment by anywhere between 17 and 27%. And all of these costs and consequences don't seem to be delivering the stated benefit. So it really is a very onerous institution.
1: Yeah, and w- one of the things that I wanted to get to uh, with you, Doctor, is is this idea. Uh, we listened into a conversation from Ryan Smith talking about one of the reasons why investors were, you know, investing in companies here in Utah is that level playing field, is that opportunity to start and grow a business. Uh, one of the things that I know you looked at in your report was how licensing not only creates market inefficiencies, but it also, you know, everyone complains about the the regulations, but the incumbents who can afford the the lawyers and lobbyists, uh, it actually ends up being a big benefit to uh, to the bigger organizations.
2: That's right. Uh, the the entrenched special interests do stand to gain quite a bit from occupational licensing. We, we know that there are increases in, in wages for those folks, but of course these benefits come on the backs of individuals that don't have the opportunity to get started with a new business, to, to work as a barber, to work as a massage therapist, or to work as a genetic counselor.
1: Yeah. If you're just joining us, uh, Dr. Edward Timmons is uh, joining us from St. Francis University, University's, the author of a study for the Center for Growth and Opportunity at Utah State about uh, reform to occupational licensing. Uh, just real quickly in our last minute here, uh, Dr. Uh, Timmons, uh, what, what's the real takeaway it, that each of us as individuals or as citizens of the state of Utah, what should we be watching for? What should we be worried about when it comes to licensing?
2: Well, I think the the most important takeaway is how much licensing has increased. Um, back in the 1950s, occupational licensing only affected about five percent mm. of the workforce, mm-hmm. and uh, as as I mentioned in, in Utah today, that figure is more like sixteen percent. Yeah. So it's expanded to a lot of professions, like massage therapists, uh, you know, like uh, barbers, where it's not really clear that licensing is the right option, and yeah. you know there, there's all of these costs and consequences associated with the regulations. And I think it's just important for consumers to have some awareness about what occupational licensing means with respect to that level playing field that you talked about yeah. for all new businesses.
1: Wonderful. Uh, Great insight. Again, the report is How to Reform Occupational Licensing in Utah, Center for Growth and Opportunity up at Utah State. Dr. Edward Timmons uh, joins us today. Uh, Thanks again for joining us. Great insight uh, as always. All right. uh, We're going to step aside for bottom of the hour news. The question when we come back is, one, are you ready for the Jazz game tonight? And number two, this might be a regulatory issue. Should the Jazz bandwagon be equipped with airbags?